Welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs Podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. I am your mayor of PHNX. This man next to me, he is in control of all of the utilities, water, power, electricity, all of it. It's Mr. Electric himself, Sean DePaz. And of course, let's effing go, baby. Our very own Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman, the uh, vice mayor. He will be joining us from Chase Field shortly with updates on Corbin Carroll and uh, our baby boy's injury in regards <laughs> to him getting hit by the pitches twice today, which almost caused me to jump out of the press box and take matters into my own hands. Understandably but, so. Yeah, but the Diamondbacks, they win. They win this game. They win the series. They won this game in big fashion. Obviously, the big story of this Yeech. game is the fact that the Diamondbacks score 12 runs in this game, beating the Colorado Rockies 12-5 to in a game that, let's be honest, we all rode off in the first inning, it right? We all rode off. I mean, we I was, all rode I off. Was pretty. I don't. We I, all rode off. I was pretty close. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was. I mean, mm-hmm. they had lost that game. It was going to be bad. Yeah, it was going to be bad, and I wasn't feeling good about it in that moment. Yeah, That's pretty no, sure. No, yeah, and I mean, especially after the way they lost yesterday's game. I mean, we talked a lot about Brandon Fott having a bad outing, but let's be honest: three earned runs in the entire game is not a bad day at the office. It really was a matter of this offense not being able to do much against mediocre Rockies pitching. And today, the Diamondbacks had that big game that they absolutely needed, especially going into a four-game series with a Chicago Cubs team that seems to be steamrolling everybody when it comes to offense. Oh, Oh my God, Jordan, it happened. Jordan Lawler. According to Nick Pecoro, Jordan Lawler has been promoted. So we have breaking news, breaking news. Uh, Of course, I'm sure Jesse will have more about that. But Jordan Lawler, the Arizona Diamondbacks' newest third baseman, uh, we saw that he had played third base in last night's game where he uh, scored two home runs. But here we are talking about Jordan Lawler now being a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but I guess we still have a game to talk about. We will definitely have more information for you on Lawler being promoted. But for now, we have to press on and try to somehow concentrate <laughs> on talking about, you know, the Diamondbacks beating the Rockies, which, of course, was a very big game. Um, but like we said, Zach Davies, very bad. Terrible, yeah. terrible first inning, terrible outing in general. But uh, he started the game giving up two walks, an RBI single. Uh, two RBI triple, and that was before a single out was recorded. Yeah. Uh, so now here we have, um, you know, the the Davies like giving the Diamondbacks would look like not even a chance to win. Uh, this is a man who I just yesterday said he should start in between. Yeah. Uh, no, Zach I, Allen I mean, and we were Kelly, this, yeah, it, uh, in a playoff series, which seems just crazy now at this point. But uh, he did remain in the game. He got things back on track, kind of, but he just continued to struggle throughout the outing. And I mean, again. I'm not trying to discredit Rockies hitters, but, you know, when you don't know what you're going to get out of Zach Davies in a game like this against the Rockies, uh, you don't – I mean, I I don't know what to expect out of him ever. Yeah, no, exactly. I I mean, it's weird because on a certain hand, it's like this team probably should be able to beat a Colorado Rockies team if you're starting – like your starting pitcher at the bottom of your rotation is giving up four runs. That's That's a Rockies team you should probably still be able to beat. And so, like, as bad as things were, very bad. and very, They were very they bad. They were very bad, and it happened very fast. Um, like, it was still like, you know, this is the Rockies. Like, this team, if they are worth anything, should be able to at least fight in this game. So, I wasn't like, it definitely, like, you know, I, I said it was over at the time. But it still was like, yeah, I, like, I didn't think, I didn't actually think it was over. You know, like, I, 
felt like they fought back. So as bad they they had the opportunity to fight back. So even as bad as Davies was, like it was only so bad. Um, they got him out of there fast enough, and he. And I mean, to his credit, he got it. Could have been a lot worse. He had the bases loaded, and he managed to get out of it without get like out the, without there being much damage. So like. It could have been. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Clinton Clinton Baker's right though. Our starting pitcher uh, pitching is straight hot dog water right oh, now. Yeah. Outside I guys named like Merrill Kelly. Warm dog water. Yeah, for sure. But uh, Davies. I mean, I feel like Tory's just more comfortable with going now to kind of an opener situation, especially when the guy struggles yeah. like Fott did yesterday, like Davies did today. Davies ends up coming out after three innings. He gives up six hits, five earned runs. He walked three, struck out two. Yeah. Just not a great day at the office. Not even a good day for an opener, to be honest. No. But uh, the answer backs actually answered back in this one. In a big way. And I mean, like, uh, I'm sure a lot of you have similar sentiments where it felt like this game was pivotal. And of course, they're all very important throughout the remaining stretch but this this was different this was against the rockies team that has really nothing to play for at this point other than pride and trying to win games just spoiler for the sake yeah to play a spoiler a little bit for the sake of winning but they don't really have a horse in the race they don't have a reason to try to be competitive and the diamondbacks have every reason in the world to win every single one of these games yeah i mean we said they didn't need to sweep the series but a series loss would have been very yeah. hard to swallow. And the the even the saying they didn't need to sweep a series was said with an undertone of they should probably, they probably sweep this should series. Probably should sweep the like, series. Like, yeah. like Jesse said at one point, he's like, I'm not gonna say they should sweep this series, but this is this is a bad Rockies team. Yeah, like yeah. and it, you know, it again, it was this was a team that they needed to take care of business business against. Yeah. And the, and the reality is is that they did. Like yeah. as bad as the first inning was, Zach Davies is bad. Everyone else, ninety nine percent of this roster did their job. We'll get into the numbers later, but the bullpen Man. was incredible. Obviously, the offense came out. The last Corey, two nights, the bullpen has been. Yeah, incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, it, yeah. shout out uh, bullpen god Luis Frias because everyone saw that coming. Well, and Damon point, pointed it out, and obviously a lot of people pointed out. But the frustrating part is that the bullpen is able to do what they've done over yeah. the last two days. But in non, non high leverage yeah. situations, Nobody right? Not on, really, yeah. Well, I take that back because you could say yesterday's entire remaining game at, when they came in was kind yeah, of high no, leverage because right? they yeah. were trying to keep it close. It was a close game. It, 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 was, it was a game that they couldn't lose. They couldn't really lose. Yeah, yeah. they couldn't blow it. I, I, and I, that's I, what it really feels like yeah. is when they have a lead and they need to protect the lead that they can't do this. Which is concerning. Were very I, I, I mean, it's it, if that's a problem you're going to have, at least this team is – started to be, or not started but has this reputation as being the answer backs like at least they've shown that they can answer back if yeah. your starting pitch is going to suck well and i mean that's um, what we were missing and that's what they did today the yeah. offense had the huge third inning obviously uh that really broke things open perdomo walked corbin got carroll got hit the first time don't i will fucking jump over this table uh don't even make, get me started on him getting hit twice but where was tory's uh, energy yeah yeah yeah, wasn't all up in the catcher's face that, like JT Real Muto. JT Real Muto uh, energy that you had. Like, uh, Why were we pitching my guy inside? I, I, need, I, mean, uh, I guess I it was, a was, mad it, bum. was it three times in that game? Uh, today? No, in the Phillies game. Did he get hit three times in that game? Mm, I want to say well, multiple guys got hit in that game. I think that was the, was it? Okay, the I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember, but regardless, I wanted yeah. to see fire from somebody. No, absolutely, absolutely. But what we saw fire from was... The Diamondbacks roster. Yeah, the bats. Fam doubled, uh, scores an RBI there. Uh, Perdomo scores. Walker walks. And then Alec Thomas, uh, our called young Called by Jacob. Yeah, called by Jacob. Uh, his, if you will, his pick to click. 
not trying not to steal their gimmick, but I'm just saying. Uh, that's what Jacob went with. And, of course, Alec Thomas. There's a lot of weird advice being given around this office. You know, like uh, uh, Bo Brock knew when, when Christian Walker was going to hit yeah. a homer. Uh, you guys um, won some money on that. Dan and I made some money last Friday off, yeah. of, uh, off of some advice from Bo. But Alec Thomas absolutely blows things open, uh, giving the Diamondbacks the lead with a three-run homer. Uh, and he was just great all day, uh, to be honest. Alec Thomas uh, walked. He was two for four. He was absolutely outstanding. Um, Alec Thomas, we'll just say it. He's our king snake of the game uh, because that home run led to absolutely huge things happening for this team. And it gave the Diamondbacks the permanent lead. Like, they piled on, and they ended up scoring 12 runs total. But uh, that, that, that was enough. That lead that they got where they were up by one run at that point would have been enough yeah. uh, to, to hold things. Well, who knows? Who knows how the bullpen would have reacted if they only had a one-run lead. But uh, Corbin Carroll was then hit a second time on his right wrist by Rockies relief pitcher Gavin Hollowell in the fourth inning. He did stay in the game, yeah, which at least, it, 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 it at least signified that there was no major injury. But then yeah. he was pulled out uh, in the bottom half of the inning or in the top, I guess, in the top of the next inning. Yeah. Uh, so what were your thoughts on uh, him getting removed? Are you worried? I mean, Are you concerned? Uh, I mean, it's obviously not – I'm not – 100% happy. I no. mean, in the moment, I thought no. I thought he like broke his wrist or something, yeah. so it was tragic. And they stayed in the game, and I was like, "Oh, he's fine." I mean, yeah, it, it like you said, it, it, the fact that he didn't immediately get taken out suggests that it's not that that serious. I'm, but they who had knows? a decent. Who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, you know. but they they he had a decent they had a decent lead at the time that he got taken out. Um, so there could have been a little just like doing it for precaution. Might as well go that's, get x-rays like as soon as possible yeah, at that point. That's what um, they announced. They announced that it was due to precaution. Yeah. But. So like, like I'm the Corbin has shown that he's an incredibly tough dude. Yeah. Like he, he constantly gets banged up and, and they said it on the broadcast. Like it seems like stuff like stiff, stuff like this happens not frequently, but it's happened on a, on a handful of occasions where you think, oh, something bad has happened to Corbin. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, he's actually fine. Yeah, um, no kidding. So, like, <laughs> We've yeah, had a lot of scares. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, as it sits right now, I'm just not, I'm not going to be too worried. It obviously, it's not ideal. You don't want to see um, him getting hit on a joint like that. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Um, still, I mean, until, until, no, Brett's saying that he just said at the podium that he's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, until I've given a reason, until someone says he's not playing or the injury is serious, then I'm gonna I'm going to err on the side of Corbin's a tough dude. I think he'll be all right. Yep. There you go. Um, well, I will say this: that the Diamondbacks continued hitting, and I think that's the big thing. Uh, I've talked at length at how scared I am of the Cubs' offense and this four-game series, yeah. and another three-game series after that they have. Well. The Diamondbacks offense woke up today, and they kept their foot on the pedal throughout this game. Tommy Pham was three for four with three RBI and three runs scored. He had a walk. He was also outstanding. So the the Lourdes added a solo home run because that seems to be all Lourdes does is hit solo home runs. Yeah, for real. Uh, but, I mean, this team definitely kept their foot on the gas, and, you know, the end result was a route, which we haven't seen this team really accomplish in a long time. We haven't really seen them put up this kind of offensive numbers, and we definitely haven't seen them do it consistently so if they can get on some sort of streak here going against the series against the cubs it it it, it could be a big determining factor you know they do have zach gallon uh they also have potentially what it sounds like ryan nelson going in game yeah. one of this series so no, we'll have a lot more uh, in regards to the uh Cubs series on tomorrow's episode at 1 p.m so make sure to join us back here but uh speaking of the cubs and all of the other teams in the nl wild card race let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, I don't know who I want to win anymore in this Cubs 
giant series. Like I'm not really. I feel like the Cubs have their own thing going on. Yeah, now. the idea of the Cubs coming into the series on a roll is not ideal. That's definitely not like ideal. they're not. Yeah. I I don't really at this point view them as competition for the playoffs. Yeah, like, I feel like them and the Phillies feel pretty good about them. Locking well, and the those. Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs have, are, you know, fighting with Milwaukee now, essentially well, that's for who, yeah. that NL Central division. Milwaukee lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a score of five to four. The Cubs beat the Giants eight to two. Yeah. And the San Diego Padres get blanked by the Phillies by a score of five to nothing. Mariners so, currently beating the Reds two to one as yeah. well, which is ideal. Shout yeah, we out, definitely uh, Mike Ford need, to run we, we need to get together with we need to get together with Shane and all be Mariners fans here for a little bit because yes. we definitely need the Reds and to Craig, lose. He's a Cubs fan, so we can root for the Cubs here. We're rooting for the Dodgers tonight. That's crazy. I know, I like but that. it's I it's I the reality. Like We're rooting. We got to root against the M's. Yeah, you're right. The Mariners are the the Marlins. I do that so often, where I call the Mariners and the Marlins to each other. The same thing. Like all, I yeah. do it so consistently, yeah. and I don't, I so often feel like I don't even notice that. I do it. <laughs> like I use them interchangeably. Well, I called the the Cleveland team the I word the other day. Yeah, well, that got canceled. Despicable for it, so. and oh, disgusting. Man, despicable. Uh, I I'm 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 too old to learn new things anymore. <laughs> I told you that, but let's take a look. Do we have the wild card standings, Damon? Uh, we'll get an update on those wild card standings right now because they are updating on them on MLB.com. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of scoreboard watching, and something you said before we started was how much fun this is, right? Oh like, yeah, man. I get it. I mean, there's a lot of drama. It's giving us heart attacks. There's a lot of uh, happiness and, and a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of ups and downs when yeah, it comes to it. No, it is like literally right before the show, I was sitting here looking at these standings and it, it was like, it's it's so weird because like a, a part of you obviously like wants to just be winning. You want to be the Dodgers, right? Yeah. You want to just be winning and the, the rest of these games feel like they don't really mean anything. Like it's just, you're just waiting for the playoffs to start more sure. or less. Yeah. Like, the Dodgers that, have weird like load management thing where they kind of yeah. have to like try to give guys breaks like, right at this now. Point, but like Dodgers baseball up. almost doesn't even feel like it'd be that fun. Like I mean, obviously again, so, it's like spring training. Like, yeah, just like, I would, I'll get, I would much rather be the Dodgers. I'm not trying to say like, but like it's more like oh, you know they're making the playoffs. They don't. They're not really playing for a whole lot at this point, um, other than obviously uh, them versus the the Braves as far as that's concerned. But. Yeah. Um, but like, as far as we're like every single game matters. Every single day, I'm looking at the standings, being like, like everything matters. It feels like it, it's so exciting to be in a situation like this as a fan, where you get to every second. Like, like we were talking about yesterday, on its face, like who gives a shit about a Tuesday night game against the Colorado Rockies? Right. But we give a right. shit because right. it matters. Right. It matters just as much as those games against the Dodgers and those games against the Orioles. Like right. they need every game, and so it's it's really awesome to to be a fan of a team like that right and now. and i get it because especially as we roll into the other sport starting time of the year people don't have to hang their hopes completely on baseball they can get excited yeah. about basketball being right around the corner yeah. and football they can now, yeah. they can if they're cardinals fans they can be like football's here i guess i don't know and college football uh, but yeah college football that's also fun uh but i mean i think that there is something to be said about like baseball being this much fun at the end of you yeah. know the final month uh, and and having the games matter like they do you like you like the Dodgers situation it, it might not matter right mm -hmm. and this is different where uh it, it feels like you know it's it's very dramatic from one day to the next they lose and it feels like the end of the world they win it feels like we're back baby we're a wagon again and you know and it's the role because like it, it, it 23 more games imagine, so that's how it's going to go the whole time i can't yeah. imagine doing the show to be quite honest like if we were just like ah the d-backs are 20 games above or 20 games ahead of the Dodgers. 
Should have been here last year when they were like 20 games below 500. That was also not fun. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that's true. But like, I like, this is obvious I'm a little different. Uh, But like, there's no checking the standings. We don't give a shit about the standings if, we, if you're the Dodgers. You don't no. care about the, your upcoming opponents. Or the, I love you, Maria. I love Maria. Maria is here, our favorite Dodgers fan. Screw She's you, Mo. Little, little uh, right he says, go D-backs. Offense came out swinging. Hell yeah, they did. Uh, and that offense might get a little bit more potent uh, now that Jordan Lawler has been called up. And again, we will have more on that once Jesse joins us. But we're going to pull his numbers, and we are going to geek out some more about that because yesterday the title of our show was can the Diamondbacks afford to not call up, to refrain from calling up Jordan Lawler? Obviously, they can't. With the, with the way he's been hitting in AAA, uh, they absolutely can. Even though it's a very short stint there, uh, it doesn't feel like he needed any more time. And at this point, with what they're getting out of their production at both third base and out of Nick Ahmed at shortstop, it, it doesn't. It's It's pretty much a no-brainer that's the tweets i saw around baseball yesterday and the day before was yeah. like what are we even doing here yeah you i mean know? it isn't it, it we talked about it at length yesterday it just didn't make any sense for nick ahmed to be on this roster for much longer um it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they why they waited so long like why they waited until well, september I mean, started and now they're gonna have to go through the whole which i mean it's, it's not a normal progression like typically yeah, lawler, true, yeah. t- typically lawler would spend the next like he wouldn't get called up until the midpoint maybe of next season with how where he's been at triple a but when he comes in and he's putting up better production than he was putting up at double a then it's absolutely a no-brainer and 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 again i mean they're 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 trying him out at third base uh i mean maybe perdomo gets i would i feel like i would rather perdomo at third personally i don't care Uh, but i mean as long as they're both but yeah i just get him out there uh how do you feel like who do you think going down paven smith dfa paven smith I mean, finally, finally, uh, finally the that seems logical, but then do they want to, are they okay swapping that outfielder for an infielder? I don't know. I mean, um, at this point, I'm, I'm, is it going to be Emmanuel Rivera it, again? It, it, it could be. I mean, it might, it might end up being, are they just going to straight up DFA Nick Ahmed? That I, would be, I, I, I doubt that's going to happen, but, uh, you have I, Nick I Ahmed day, wrong. have yeah. Nick Ahmed day and yeah. then DFA him. Uh, well, we got the wild card standings now, so let's take a look. And of course, Jordan Lawler going to be a big impact on how the Diamondbacks finish here down the stretch. Hopefully, half a game back right now. But again, of course, the Marlins still are playing, and the Reds are playing. So let's hope both of those teams lose, and that come tomorrow, this wild card uh, graphic is is much more, much much prettier. Yeah, yeah. I uh, again, it is really fun to be in a situation like this where it's like literally depending on what these are and makes you a bigger fan of baseball because it's not just what your team's doing like we have to pay attention to the marlin yep. score and the red score tonight yeah, we because have a lot of teams to root against it directly affects yeah and i think honestly that might be like that's the best part of this is like i'm not not, not specifically rooting for the dodgers right but like seeing the marlins and all of a sudden Fuck the Marlins. I hate the goddamn Marlins. Did I care about the Marlins two months ago? No, not really. But now yeah. I hate the Marlins. And I w- I'm rooting for the Dodgers like it's my team in the World Series. Like, I, I it, that, that part's awesome. But, yeah, it is really cool that, you know, if those two games, the, the Marlins and the Reds games, go our, our way, D-backs are going to be right back in the spot. And I, at, at a certain in a certain token, it means nothing to me because this changes every single day. But on the other hand... Um, it is just it just it feels a little better to see you in the spot than out of it. Yep. Even if it's just ultimately is going to change tomorrow. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. What is Cogs doing what in the chat? What is Cogs doing in the chat? Talking about DFAing Zach Gallon. Do we have insane. to DFA Cogs again? again? Because apparently, we might Cogs have to. cleared waivers and ended up back with Unconditional us, but I waivers? Will fucking DFA him again. We if might I have, have to, to outright release him. I'm just saying. Yeah. Can we outright? I don't know. Because that means we have to outright release the rally monkey, and I'm not sure if we want to do that True. this close to the playoffs. So we'll see. Mom, get on, get on your son. Mom, yeah, we thank need you. We need you to take care of this. But uh, we thank you guys all for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We always thank you. We always love you. And today, special day. It, this is now Jordan Lawler Day. It's September sixth, uh, two thousand twenty. Three, I guess, and uh, we're living our best lives right now. But if you haven't subscribed to the channel, do that now. Sign up uh, for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live or any of the wonderful shows on this network go live. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, leave us a review there. We appreciate that. Uh, and subscribe there as well. Uh, speaking of winning and how much fun you can have every week winning, PHNX has a new weekly Pick X and NFL Survivor Contest for everyone to participate in for real money over at Splash Sports. It's this easy to enter. You just head to splashsports.com slash PHNX. The link is in our description. And sign up. You deposit cash to get started. It's just $5 to enter either of those contests. And PHNX will have a weekly NFL Pick X contest of $315 uh, for a first prize, $90 for a second prize, and $45 for a third prize. They also have their our PHNX Survivor Contest, which is a $450 winner take all prize so make sure to join us for all of that fun we'll be running weekly contests all year uh, so join us uh, make sure to keep that link handy if you want to run your own contest you can do that over at splash sports uh, forget hunting people down for money let splash sports take care of all of that stuff for you uh, and of course you can earn some money for the contest you're already running with friends and family head to splashsports.com slash phnx to join in we'll have different contests coming out so we are stoked to compete with and against you all be sure to click our link in the description and also if you are a brand new user to bet mgm you can get down on bet mgm's fifteen hundred dollar First bet offer. We're all in on Jordan Lawler props, by the way. Yeah, all, all, the, all the props. Jordan, We're betting Jordan, Jordan Lawler, Lawler home run every day yep. until he hits one. Jordan Lawler hit every day until he gets Multiple one. Multiple extra base hits, all of that stuff. But you know um, me, I'm in. Oh yeah, we're I all heard the way it from every one day. Mouth, and all of a sudden, it's the every, best idea I've ever heard. I hit a nine leg parlay. You did. Uh, that was impressive. Game one of this series. So right now, you can't tell me nothing when it comes to gambling. Okay, I know well, Nas. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I can tell you that you can get the uh, first bet offer in these four easy steps. You can download the BetMGM Sportsbook app, sign up and deposit at least $10 in your BetMGM Sportsbook account, place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. And if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. So sign up for BetMGM again and use bonus code PHNX. Deposit that $10 and place your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager and receive up to $1,500 back again in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Huh? 
Okay. Uh, this was a fairly convincing series win uh, when you take a look at the series numbers. But uh, things didn't look so great as of last night. Like when we were doing our postgame show, we were definitely worried about the lack of offense. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I was... think more than worried. It was absolutely terrified, uh, again, of going into this series right now with this Cubs team that every time we looked up at the scoreboard while we were there for game two during our takeover, it felt like They're the Cubs ass. put up two more runs, yeah. three more runs, four more runs. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I it definitely – I mean, you kept saying it, right? Like, it, even if they had managed to, like – win today after yesterday it just didn't feel like even if they had won today it was going to be in any kind of convincing way and it was like i don't feel good about going in, into chicago against that offense no it does you no. don't feel good about it at all so it was definitely huge that they won and not just one one in a dominant fashion because yeah. it definitely feels like okay maybe that was what woke the bats up they're gonna they're gonna be able to go into chicago with some confidence and now the boost of jordan lawler um which shout out to Nicholas. That's crazy. He's just going to be in Chicago, and yeah. now Jordan Lawler is going to make his debut there. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, also, what a spot to make your debut. Wrigley Fucking Field. Wrigley Field, dude. Come on. That is that's Stop legit. It. But that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So it, it is just really good that the, the offense managed to turn in not just like a good performance, but just an absolute ass kicking. They put up twelve runs. Yeah. In. Like they I put mean, up. They, this, they went crazy. This is a game that when they were down four to nothing there early on, four to one. I mean, it just. It didn't feel like even five runs was possible, right? Yeah, and no. that's that's the big thing about this is I, I think that it's uh, it's going to at least an opportunity right now when they needed a, a boost of confidence. It's going to make them believe that they can put runs up on the board, that their bats uh, can can work, uh, that, they, that they're not going to go out there and be ice cold. I mean, there's still some concern about Corbin Carroll and how this injury is going to impact him at the plate or if he's going to miss any time due to it. But uh, I feel like any worry I had about that is now kind of replaced by uh, this excitement to see Jordan Lawler make his debut at Wrigley Field, which we will have so much more on tomorrow, of course. And, and Jesse is right now gathering as much information as he can post-game at Chase Field to bring us back here. So we will have Jesse on here shortly. But let's take a look at the numbers from this series because uh, this, this went from a fairly even series <laughs> after two games to being a one-sided affair uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But I want to just point out this relief pitching ERA. Yeah, it's incredible like this is absurd <laughs> they gave up one run in th over 13 innings of work in this series yeah uh and i mean i, I don't know who this bullpen is <laughs> i don't trust this is really the diamondbacks bullpen but i really I mean, feel like they're they're putting some things together this is the backs bullpen because like we discussed they, this is the they didn't weren't pitching in high leverage situations, so this is what you should expect from them in those situations. But I mean, even then, like these, especially these last two nights, like it was, it was flawless from the bullpen. It was an absolute flawless outings from everyone in the bullpen. So like, yeah. um, that is really encouraging. Um, again, you need to see the team. You would at least like to see the team do all of the things together at the same time. Yeah, like you would like to see them, you know have offense and starting pitching and a bullpen all perform at the same time. But um, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take this for right now. Like, I'm not going to sit here and complain when the bullpen starts pitching well. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to complain that that relief pitching ERA wasn't like 0 0.01 points higher, but I'm not. Yeah, no, I mean, on. that would have been nice, but it would have been really nice. But uh, the starting pitching ERA was atrocious for both teams. And really uh, the, the relief, the, the bullpen was the big difference here, especially when you talk about game one, when, you know, Merrill Kelly obviously was pitching uh, an outstanding game that looked like he was yeah. going to have a complete game 
you know, a, a complete game win there, and he had to come out early due to cramping. Uh, but, I mean, the, the, the fact that in these two last games, the Diamondbacks had to utilize their bullpen so much, and they only gave up one earned run, Damn impressive. Yeah, Damn yeah. Impressive. And, and I mean, like we, we all mentioned. Like, and that wasn't even in either of those games, I don't believe. I don't believe they didn't give up a game. In, 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 the run was in the first game. Yeah, the yeah. run was in the first game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so, like, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. And like we mentioned, it, it, maybe not high leverage, but yesterday they were trying to keep the game close. Um, and I think with, with all, when you're playing a team like the Rockies with this offense, like, I think when you're up, when you're up or you're down one run against the Rockies, um, like, you feel like that's tied, don't you? Yeah, they, mean, yeah. Like you feel like there's an opportunity. So as far as like the pressure on the pitchers, um, you know that's yeah. They're, to they're, hold the game scoreless, there's still going to be pressure there. So win, I, yeah. I, th- this is an impressive performance to me, no matter what. Um, I know they still lost game two, but yeah, they could have easily come in, and did it. give up three runs, four two, runs, yeah. right, and and let the game get away where it wasn't even. Close. Yeah, like, but it, it, you, especially when you consider the guys who did it yesterday, they went to Joe Mantiply straight out of the pen. He did well. Castro was pitched well. Luis Frias pitched well mm-hmm. uh, yesterday and today. I think yeah, um, both guys did. Obviously, yeah. Saul Frank was was great yesterday in his debut. Like. It's it's just really interesting. You got a good outing from McGuff. Like you got to see a bunch of different guys yeah. perform really well out of the bullpen, yeah. and that specifically is encouraging because a lot of the time when the the bullpen has been pitching well, it's been Ginkle and 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 Seawall are pitching yeah. well, or McGuff is pitching really well, or Castro's pitching really well. Like, but it's always just one at a time. Yeah, but right? it's not and seeing I mean, all of these arms come out and inning after inning just being like oh, that guy's that guy just went one two three. That guy just went one two three. And another one, like they were, they were dominant, all of them. I like the stepping up today too, like because again, the way that this game started out, yeah, it felt very much like a game where they could roll over and yeah. let it happen to them, and just kind of, you know, have that same mentality of like, well, there's 162 day- games, so we have to flush this one and move on to the next one. Like, they, they can't do that anymore. And yeah. I mean, Tori is stressed in his in his pregame, postgame, anytime Tori is talking to the media. He has stressed that like the time for that stuff is over. The time to, I mean, Brent Strom was talking about the time to worry about like pitch shape and all the other shit. Like, just go out there and compete. And like, he was even asked by that, like, what did he mean? And he was just like, now is not the time to be like coaching. Now is the time to be reminding guys that like they need to go out and give their best performance and to not really be, you know, worrying about like the same things that they were worrying about early on when they're trying to still. You know they're 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 still working through the development of even major league guys, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to help them develop new pitches, help them be better than they are, and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, he talked about like the mechanics with uh, Zach Gallen and, and Paul Sewall, and he said both guys were kind of off balance. You know, he's talking about like it's not this arm, it's yeah. not the one throwing the the ball, it's this one that's yeah. helping you balance. It's the glove side, right? So like there was a lot of interesting stuff that they talked about them working on, but. It's just uh, it's like different coaching now that we are down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're just trying to win every game they can and, and be as competitive yeah. as they can. Uh, someone else brought it up in the chat as well about the home runs. I mean, this is a three game series. You got two home runs and both were hit by the Diamondbacks. And outside, I mean, you're talking about a three game series where one of the games, the Diamondbacks scored 12 runs. And this was the only one that they hit home runs in. But yeah. uh, the, the offense, uh, I guess. Was I, I guess once again the humidor wins, right? That's yeah. what we started that chant when uh, when one of the Rockies' home runs kind of fell short and landed on the warning track. Uh, but yeah, it really does feel at times like uh, this godforsaken building really does keep <laughs> the ball in the yard, doesn't it? It does. It really does. But um, I know that we, uh, of course, 
going to have Jesse, like I said earlier, join us here uh, with some updates on Corbin and hopefully some more on Jordan Lawler. But uh, as we head into this series with the Chicago Cubs, we do have to take a look at the All-City Division because, of course, that no, we don't have the All-City Division. No. Okay. Well, no, we don't have it. But uh, the All-City Division, we, we don't want to look at that. We'll look at that, I guess, tomorrow when we preview the Cubs series. But uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I don't want to look at that, so I guess. It's I mean, it doesn't really it. matter what it is at this point because it's, it's going to change based on what yeah. just happens this weekend. So, it's like, going to be completely um, different once we get done with this series with the Cubs. Like, they need to win these games, man. They need to go into Chicago and just at the very least not get embarrassed. Um, both for obviously their sake, but more importantly, our sake. Yeah. In the All City standings, like I'm not say I. Chicago can't be better than us. I can't. I can't <laughs> accept that. Well, they also have uh, four games with the Mets as well. So it's four games with the Cubs and four games with the Mets. And uh, yeah, I we mean, get some good game times with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's an early game or an afternoon game. The Cubs games. Uh, tomorrow's game is at four forty. Uh, then we have eleven twenty starts for the rest of the series. Uh, and then the Mets, it's four ten starts up until the finale, which is a one ten start. So. Eleven ten ones are tough because on the weekends, I don't know if I'm up that. Early, but um, you don't know if you're up that early. Depends. I mean, hey, Sean, we were talking when the new game came out. I'm gonna be up till. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We got a new Xbox game. I'm gonna be up until the wee the wee hours of the morning. That's very true. All weekend. I'm gonna be very tired all week. All That's weekend. True, but... uh, this past weekend, I stood up until four in the morning playing a video game for the first time in like. Five years, it feels like. It's been a long time since I stayed up that late playing video games, and I slept until two the next day, and it was awesome. I don't know what that's like. It was awesome. I have a kid and a wife. It was that would just not be permitted in my house. Awesome. Ugh. It's been so long. It was awesome. Can I come stay the night? Yeah, like, absolutely. Sometime play video games? Time, yeah. Okay, fucking awesome. All right. Um, well, and see, this is the kind of family that we <laughs> created here at PHNX. And you you too can us. stay on my food. Yeah, you too can come hang out with us and play video games and sleep until oh, two God. in the afternoon. Um, but join us anyway. Become a diehard. Uh, we had, again, one of our uh, our last takeover of the year. We're going we're gonna to figure out other stuff. We're going to get back together because mm. we, we, can't, we can't keep from hanging out with you diehards, especially when it comes to baseball. We got... Fall ball and all sorts of other stuff here in Arizona. It is baseball utopia. So uh, we are very excited, though, that so many of you have already joined us as a diehard member. And if you haven't yet, sign up at gophnx.com. There's all sorts of wonderful benefits, not just our friendship. You also get uh, access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. You get Jesse's newsletter full count and all the newsletters for all the writers around here. You also get a free piece of merchandise from phnxlocker.com. 20% off all future purchases over there. You get access to members-only merchandise, as well as members-only events, discounts on events, and discounts with I play partners. video games with diehards sometimes. He does. He and really yes, does. I'm talking about Starfield. I'm on Starfield. Yeah. So we're going to be, well, I'm not on it yet, but we're yeah. going to be on it tonight. Tonight. Trust. Tonight. It's downloading right now as we speak. But uh, join us today and become a diehard member. Uh, also, big shout-out to our friends at Pins and Aces, which is the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. Uh, but like I, I've said in the past, they don't make just clothes for golfers they make clothes for everybody if you love a nice lightweight polo shirt that's stretchy and it's and, and it has a wonderful pattern on it make sure to buy it for yourself uh, and wear it whenever not just on the links but wherever you go um, we love our pins and aces gear of course we get tons of compliments on it especially our phnx uh, phoenix shirt so make sure uh, to check them out they make amazing polos hats golf bags and of course a beer sleeve that once again not just for 
the golfing. You can take a beer sleeve anywhere. Uh, but check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, I do know that on the way home, I will be stopping off at Circle K to fuel oh. up because, like you said, I will need uh, mo- I will need more monsters. Oh yeah, no, it's a late night. Very late. Yeah, this is going to be you know we're grinding. I can't we're going stay, to work tonight. I can't we're stay clocking up. In. Yeah, we're clocking in. We yeah. got we got work to do, but uh, of course. Uh, what is your normal bedtime? Like, are you going to be fighting for your life? Oh, I'm going to be absolutely fighting for my life. My normal bedtime can vary from eight forty five to about ten. That's oh, usually man. the latest I, I'm making listen, it. Listen, I can stay up. However late I need to, but I will pay for it the next day. Like I, I like I said that morning I stayed up until four. I was, I was sleeping until two. Yeah. There's no way that I'm staying. Uh, yeah. No way. There's no fucking way. I no. swear to God, what if the, the chat fuck? is if the chat no, is fucking no, no, no. with me, I will lose no, my goddamn no, mind. No. Uh, holy shit! It happened. It fucking happened. It happened. You're, are you serious? Are you serious? You're not lying to us, right? Are, did Nick Ahmed just get fucking DFA'd? Jesse Freeman just said, according to our Discord, Jesse Freeman. Oh my oh, god! Dogs, we're eating W's in Phoenix, baby! So the, the, the dark days are over. They Enjoy retirement, it. Nick. Uh, the dog days are Enjoy over. Enjoy retirement. Uh, the dog days are done. Go uh, spend time with your family. There you go, Nick Ahmed, DFA'd. Go, wow. go throw a soft toss to your kids instead of I, our first baseman. You know what? Um... We, we talked about this yesterday. We already yeah. covered this. We knew this was going to happen. Uh, and this is exactly what needed to it's happen. It's time, dog. It's time. It, we're it here. Time. We're live. We're live. It's, we're never going to have to see Nick Ahmed in the lineup again. We are, we we're outside. live. We outside? We outside. We outside. Um, I got to finish reading. Something, how am I supposed to keep going and just concentrate on this that I have to read? I don't know. Um, I do need a drink now. Oh, I'm juice. I might need alcoholic beverages on top, <laughs> of, the, on top of the monsters that I was going to buy. Woo! But of course, uh, don't forget, Circle K is America's thirst stop uh, and is a place to stop to fill yourself up. They have their brand new membership program. Uh, it's called the Inner Circle. You can join it now for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Uh, you can save 25%, uh, 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. And uh, get buy five, get every six free on selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and maybe DFAing your shortstop. I don't know. But uh, former. Oh my God. Shortstop. Real, shortstop. real, real so, quick, real yeah, quick before you go. guys get started. Uh, thanks to the Discord. That's why you got to join gophnx.com. That's absolutely the Discord correct. was all over it. As yeah. soon as Jesse tweeted it, they put it in there. Yeah. Uh, also, the best comment of the night I can't believe they act, finally actually DFA'd Ahmed. Was Mike Hazen watching the PHNX post game last night? <laughs> it kind of seems like it because our whole show yesterday was about calling out Lawler and DFAing Nick Ahmed. And less than 24 hours, uh, Clinton out here said he's smoking a J, smoking on that yeah. Ahmed pack. I, yeah. Vibes. And also, I just want to, I'm seriously, guys, I cannot say this or emphasize this enough. Since 2018, I have been the leader of the <laughs> Nick Ahmed, the anti Nick Ahmed movement. I'm just saying. Yeah, he has. He really I didn't has. Say I'm, I've been late to the party. Uh, you know, I, I, I got here this year, um, but I would like to I would I would like to believe that I was one of the foremost voices in the movement. I will confess that I have a hard time sometimes knowing people as people and then rooting for their demise. Right. And so he's getting paid either way. That's I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that's what gets in my way at times, even in this moment. Uh, much like Maria, I do feel bad because Nick Ahmed is has been a part of this team for a very, very long time. 
But with that being said, a person than I the am. one thing that the Diamondbacks are once again showing is they're that trying to win. They're they're trying to win, they, and they, there they, is nothing that's going yeah. to keep them back. This goes right up there with. I mean, this is probably the the most difficult decision they've had to make next to Madison Bumgarner. As far as yeah, cutting someone oh, oh, that they owe a lot of money from to. From a financial standpoint, yeah. from an emotional standpoint, it's probably harder. It's even harder it, yeah, I mean, because he, of his life. And I know this was met with disgust when I said it yesterday, but from the organization's perspective, like I think he is a very much like he is kind of Mr. Diamondback. Like he's yeah. been there forever. Yeah. And so I think th- uh, there is a certain amount of respect that he was getting shown by the organization. So it probably was like. If I'm guessing, that's why Jesse's not here yet because because Tori was probably having a long conversation with a guy that's yeah. been very yeah. important to the organization. Yeah. Like I, I know I say you're gonna talk a lot of shit about Nick Ahmed as the, as the baseball player, sure, because he's really bad. That's just yeah. a fact of the matter. He's not a good baseball player right now, um, especially for what this team is. But he has been like he has been a part of this organization for a long time through some pretty dark times. Um, and well, anybody to be fair, he was a good enough defender at one point that you didn't well, really yeah, mind but, his lack of offensive Well, yeah, that, that too. And then he's also, you know, he's been a, a, like a good person. Yeah. He's been a part of it. He's done things for the community and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. like, it's, his- it definitely like, yeah, it, it, from an organizational perspective, like he seems like the kind of person you want to be a part of your organization. But from a baseball perspective, you don't want him within 500 feet of the stadium because he's not good at the sport um, anymore. So, that's just what this is. We're, we play for rings in the desert. Um, Nicholas asks, who's our longest tenure D-back now? It would be Cattell. Yeah. Now that Carson Kelly that feels and, right. and Nick Ahmed is no longer on this team. That feels – Cattell yeah. is Mr. Diamondback in the Nick Ahmed way, not the Gavin Moreno way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing about this is uh, on the flip side of things, as a business, as a team that's trying to win, I feel like you're going to part ways with him during the offseason. Yeah. And at this point – you're forced to give him a roster spot due to the fact that he is getting paid so much mm-hmm. and you don't want to make that decision. You just can't help but look at his performance and say that he's costing you runs. I mean, when you take a look at defensive runs saved for this team, Nick Ahmed is in the negative. Yeah. Perdomo also in the negative. So, I mean, it's not like the options there, but at least when you're talking comparatively, that shouldn't be the case no, because Perdomo yeah. is providing so much more well, for you on the base path, at the at the plate, just in every I way. I think there's something to be said for like having consistency, right? So, and, and this goes for Ahmed too, but obviously Ahmed's been playing longer, so it's yeah. less of an excuse. But like, if you're not playing every day, like it's going to be harder to get into a groove defensively as, as a, a middle infielder, especially. Um, so there's that. Um, but also like... Uh, oh, Espo, you got a message? Yeah, I've just spoken with Saul and Sean. I'm sorry you've been DFA'd. That's what the fuck? Why? Wait, what happened? What, we're cleaning roster spot? Who are we bringing in? Who we're, are we calling up? We're calling up. Damon's going to move to the. Yeah, to the big let's chair, go. So. We are Damon's dogs. I deserve that. Woo! I deserve that. I mean, uh, your production since the trade has been questionable at yeah, best. But, I mean, but what I was going to say is. Think about the message this sends to the rest of the team. Not that anybody else on the team is necessarily in danger of getting DFA'd, but like the front office just told the rest of this organization, we don't care. We don't care. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, we don't care how long you've been here, how much money you're making. If you're not cutting your weight, like, yeah, we're trying to fucking win. Yeah. So get out of the way. Get on and get run over. And unfortunately, Nick Ahmed got run. Like, I. I would have rather Nick Ahmed been the best shortstop in baseball. 
Like, oh yeah, right. Like I, again, like, you know, we're it's never not like, rooting against I, a guy, exactly. but it is taking the consider. Like, my, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not unbiased. That, I am biased because, again, like I said, I've told you this, not even on the show before, but mm-hmm. at times there is a hard. It, it's hard to disconnect from the fact that you are around these guys. Like, we're not all chummy with them and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I instantly think about how nice Nick was uh, when we were out there before the game on game one. You know, and yeah. like that kind of makes me sad because these are people, and when you are around them in person, you're around them in the clubhouse. It's harder to kind of root for them to like in, in in this case, I know a lot of people were kind of rooting for Nick to continue to be bad. So the Diamondbacks yeah, would kind of I, be forced to make this decision. Uh, right? Yeah. And which I, I was never, and I think that's yeah, a very important specification. I was never rooting for him to be bad. Yeah. I was just very loudly and passionately acknowledging the fact that he was bad. Um, yes. At any point, whenever he came up to bat, I was never like, I hope this guy fucking strikes out. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, I, I it's not and that I think is one of the weirdest things that I see fans do in sports sometimes is I mean, tanking in general is a little different. But like when you're rooting for individuals to fail so they can get closer to losing. like well, that, mean, that, that A lot of, of fans like, do that with the team, right? Where like it's yeah. almost easier to accept the heartbreak if you already were pessimistic about their chances yeah, of winning yeah. the game. So you can kind of sit there and be like, they're going to blow it. And then if they don't blow it, you can just kind of go back into the shadows and not come. Yeah, exactly. And if they do blow it, you can come out and be like, see, I told you. And you're kind of winning either way because either you were winning at saying they were going to blow it and now you can kind of gloat about being right or deep down inside, you're still a fan of that team and you you're not really them, hoping yeah. to lose, right? So when they yeah. win, you still get that joy. Yeah, exactly. Winning, so yeah, right? I definitely was rooting for Nick Ahmed to figure it out. But I think if you thought he was going to figure it out, you were being naive like there was no reason to suggest that he was going to be suddenly become it definitely a felt good like baseball player it's right? like we were waiting out the clock on his yeah contract, right? right so like and so that's just what it's just got to be what it is yeah. like and, and, and elizabeth said it right a lot of people aren't rooting for him to fail they're rooting for the team to improve yeah. important distinction it's, it's, and that's it, exactly it's an it addition by subtraction kind of right. thing like you're wanting the team to be better and at this and it was just so clear that nick Ahmed was actively hurting this team he wasn't just like a replacement level player who was just not really contributing anything like he was actively hurting the team um and you can't have that when you're when you're in a position where every game matters so that's why this is is so crazy like it's september a month from now we're playing playoff baseball yeah and they're making they're cutting their starting shortstop like that's it's that's a fucking balls on the table (laughs) it's nuts it really is (laughs) um and like I know you probably have never seen it, but there is this movie I've talked about, Little Big League, uh, and it's about like this kid getting the Minnesota Twins uh, that he, he gets, his grandfather leaves it to him after he dies, right? But there's like a thing in there where he like really likes their first baseman who sucks right now, right? Yeah. And so he's like, like he's getting all this advice to like cut him, and he refuses to do that. And then there's finally a scene where like he gets a single, and he gets all excited, and like his bench coach is like think there's a problem when you're getting this excited over him getting a single and like at times that's how i felt about yeah. Nick Ahmed, where it was like i was excited that he would yeah. go one for three or one for four in a night and it's like you're really getting excited about a one for four night yeah. like that's really not the best no, i mean i don't I, I do know that he's had much like much like Pavin. at times he's had big hits that you can remember so then that makes it that much harder because like oh you think of that big hit that he got in this instance or that instance but there's so few and far between that you can't really say that that guy consistently brings something to the team and 
that's really what it is about with good players and great players is consistency. Being able to offer something every single night, whether it's defense, offense, just something that helps your team win. It felt like like last night, we, we weren't even really being mean, but we were kind of being mean when we were saying like all Nick Ahmed had left really was his range. But it is true. His range is still yeah. outstanding. But if you don't have the arm any longer to go yeah. along with it and be able to get guys after you make a fantastic play to grab the ball, then it really doesn't equate it's only to much. mean so much. Yeah. Right. You know, um, but we do have a lot to talk about once Jesse does get here. I do know that he provided us uh, with an update on Corbin Carroll, at least uh, uh, some information. Corbin Carroll here was in the press conference room and had some more on how he's currently feeling. I think it was more on uh, Jordan Lawler, Lawler being called. Oh, he's calling about Jordan Lawler. Oh, that, that's even better. <laughs> well, we know that we know Corbin Carroll's okay. So let's hear what Corbin has to say about Jordan Lawler. Reaction to him joining the team. He is. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I haven't heard that yet, so that's that's pretty exciting. What kind of lift do you feel like you can provide? You know, I think he just needs to come up here and, and be himself. Um, you know, it's. I think he has a lot of resources here to be able to, um, you know, a lot of you know, veteran guys uh, and, and then some young guys as well that he shares experiences with him. Um, you know, I think he's going to be in a great spot. It's so weird for Corbin because, like, they're asking him, like, oh, what kind of advice would you give Jordan Lawler? Like, how would you – how can he succeed? And Corbin's like, fucking, if I know. I, I just I got even, here. I just got – I've been out I here for five days. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so he was like, ah, just be himself. Like, he's still trying to – he's still trying to make it I in know. the big league. So, like, I mean – to an extent. He's I, obviously a big league I player, just love but. the fact that he was told Jordan Lawler was yeah, coming also up that. in that moment. Can we play that one more time, Damon? Not the whole clip, just up until when he gives us that delightful smile. Reaction to him joining the team. He is. Um. <laughs> ah, he, he is? is? <laughs> that little raise the, the eyebrow. Oh, my God. He's like, oh. We're fucking back, baby. We are so wagon. And I mean, it's, I mean, that, that right there has got to be like, oh my God, because you're like, because he's, I mean, I don't know if all of it hit him in that moment, but like in that moment, not only is learning that Jordan Lawler got called up, but he knows that that means someone else is, something's happening to someone. Right, 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 right. Um, And I think he probably is pretty, they, everyone knows that Nick Ahmed hasn't been very good. Yeah. Right. And so like, I don't know. Like, it, there's there's a lot that in that moment, <laughs> that that reaction was hilarious. Though, just being like, oh man, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, we're, <laughs> oh, we're oh, here. oh, we're here, we're here, we're here. We're not. It's not the future anymore. It's the present. It's the now, right? Uh, but I mean, obviously, this was something that Nick Picoro had actually reported earlier today. Uh, he spoke to Mike Hazen, and Mike Hazen had this quote to say about Jordan Lawler. He said, a couple of weeks ago, the bat wasn't necessarily in the spot where the bat is today. He's pushing the envelope. Those things come quick at you sometimes. We were hoping guys were going to lock down certain spots and make these decisions sort of irrelevant, and they just haven't done that. And Um, now we know uh, that one of those spots that he's talking about, obviously, it's not just Nick Ahmed at shortstop. I mean, I know this is also in regards to third base. They uh, They also asked him about 
uh, him starting at third base in last night's game, and that's by design. They, yeah. It sounds very much like they want Jordan Lawler. I mean, Mike Hazen made comments about they want him to have uh, as many opportunities as he can to come up and join the team as soon yeah. as possible. I think and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you can get him to play a little bit of third, you know that Perdomo can play third. So you have at that point, it's just options to get him <laughs> in the rotation. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing at Elizabeth's comment. Oh, Corbin Carroll smile. He's, she said he looked like the girl. He just asked a prom. Said yes. So he's trying not to freak out. <laughs> oh, cool, 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 cool. Perfect. Uh, but yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I love Corbin so much. Yeah, he's the best. I love yeah. Corbin so much. But yeah, I mean, it is it is the, the interesting part of that comment was like that we were hoping that people were going to make this irrelevant. Of course, like yeah. and, and giving back to like the loyalty to Nick Ahmed. Like there was definitely like they wanted him to figure it out. They didn't want to have to DFA him and, and, and eat that money. They would much rather Nick Ahmed been a, a major league level shortstop yeah he just, it's, uh, it's like you said nobody's rooting against yeah, and him right it, it like got no to one's the point, like and i think he's a nose right like they have an opportunity to accomplish something um by making the playoffs and they are out of time like they it's got to happen now yeah um, and so it is it, i i appreciate like i can respect that you know he a didn't do this too early before he thought lala was ready and b gave ahmed the chance to you know protect his spot right but um you know it, it is what it is it's it, it's how it played out and so ultimately in my mind it played out for the best because even if jordan lawler is as bad slash as good as nick ahmed it feels better it's just different um it's it's like we talked about with the jace peterson versus um josh rojas thing like they can both suck but it felt a lot better when rojas yeah, sucked. that's so like that's a great um and i think there's i think there is value i i do think there is value in that and like i mentioned earlier just the an, an injection of energy like it's another super young kid joining the clubhouse um that also has not necessarily been disillusioned by the dark times like he's coming into the middle of a playoff race as far as he's concerned um so hopefully that can provide a little bit of energy and because the team i mean obviously they they balled out today but they definitely could use it still uh it looks like bryce jarvis is getting sent down we do know ryan nelson we already knew that from yesterday even though brent strom couldn't make it official jarvis uh, shoved today too, we, we knew that he was going to get called back up um but yeah that sucks because bryce jarvis has been doing well for them some cases though i mean something important to remember when players are being sent down i know this is different yeah. at this time of the year but it's it's a lot of times it's based on options well yeah, like yeah. they're just trying to maneuver things around and and do everything that they can and yeah and, you need to get somebody plus i mean the reality is jarvis just pitched two innings today how long is it going to be before you even were able to use him again sure um i know there's a lot of talk about why paven smith hasn't been sent down or optioned or dfa'd or anything like that really it's it's about once again we saw christian walker get hit we saw Paven have to play, and yeah. that was right after we just had a discussion where Jesse looked at me like I was crazy for saying that he might have to back up at first base, right? So it's yeah. like the first baseman thing is very shallow for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. They're not I, – I don't think anybody else is really ready to come in and back up there. So it would be Emmanuel yeah. Rivera or Paven Smith if if they needed it in an emergency and situation. Jake and Jake McCarthy think, has not been good. And uh, Well, Jake McCarthy was the PCL uh, player of the week last week. I so mean, his numbers – His numbers aren't great, but he aren't has great. been hitting much better. So, I mean, I feel like Jake McCarthy is also a guy that 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I know a lot of people want to see him back up here, but right now I'm just very pleased with the fact that Diamondbacks went ahead and made this move. And of course, uh, to get Jordan Lawler now on the playoff roster, they would just need an injury, but I'm sure that uh, wouldn't be a problem at all. I, I was mean, looking at this major league numbers. One guy the they're going to have to worry about, but um, yeah, I mean, thoughts for the most part on, on this. I mean, it's like we still got to keep our uh, we got we got to stay cautiously optimistic. Yeah, because I we mean, have to you know we have to deal with the fact he's a rookie and yeah might not make that that huge splash right now that he's making in AAA at a double A yeah, I mean, major league. I, level. That, yeah, and that's very true. But I think again, like I was just saying, it doesn't like I, he could be great and that would be awesome. But it also if he sucks, it's still better than Nick Ahmed. Yeah, it's still an improvement. Um, and so I think just getting him up here, like Jesse said yesterday, I believe he shouldn't lose his rookie eligibility. So there's nothing really to worry about in that regard. Like you don't really have anything to lose by calling him up, even if he's not that good. Um, so I'm it, it, that just makes a whole lot of sense. Jarvis getting sent down again. You don't know what how options are involved. We went through this exact same thing with the Ginkle earlier in the year when he got sent down after pitching really well. So um, I mean that's just is what it is. Yeah. The bullpen's weird, and then. Paven, yeah. I mean, at this point, you don't have anybody else playing. Behind, you don't have anyone else that can play first base. I mean, obviously, Emmanuel can as well. But um, and and obviously, you know, that's that's Tori's guy. Well, <laughs> it feels the, like so. The the other moves that the chat is talking about that Jesse was tweeting is that Ryan Nelson, like we said, yep. will start on Thursday in Chicago. Uh, in order to make room for Ryan Nelson, Bryce Jarvis has been optioned. Uh, to AAA Reno, yep. and they also optioned Jose Herrera to Reno and claimed Sebi Zavala off waivers from the Chicago White Sox. Sebi Zavala uh, not putting up great numbers this year. He's slashing 155, 207, 304 with a 511 OPS. Uh, but again, I think this is uh, potentially uh, you know more of a backup role to backup Gabriel Moreno. I yeah. think they, for the most part, foresee Damn. him. They already got him in the Diamondbacks hat on baseball. They already spot. got That's him. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fast. How are they? These, these folks worked fast. Yeah, baseball reference doesn't even have baseball reference. You're slipping. Baseball savant. <laughs> on top of it. Elite. Elite. Uh, All Tech ZC with the super chat says add Nick Ahmed to the favorite players that have left my favorite team in some form list. This list is longer than it should be, but oh my. Yeah, I went to this with uh, Especially Zach when Cassian on the um, he's big Zach Cassian Coyotes fan. Yeah. Zach Cassian's gone now. So. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yep. Uh, well, and I mean, again, uh, sometimes it's, it's about it's about moving on. What and, do you got? And, uh, just Zavala's defensive numbers are incredible. Yeah. Like, uh, um, he's got he's in the 90th percentile for blocks above average, 82nd percentile for framing not great at at the keeping guys from stealing portion of it um but as terms of like behind the plate he seems to be exceptional at that part so diamondbacks continue to try to and i I, this is no knock to any of the guys they picked up including the guys they traded for because uh tommy fam has been incredible i talked about what he did tonight for the diamondbacks and you know he had that hitting streak and everything he's done but the diamondbacks seem to try to be finding a diamond in the rough they seem to be trying to shop in the bargain yeah. bin a bit i mean and find a guy that maybe i'm not gonna say like completely turns it around but like based on what they've been doing yeah put up better i mean numbers, you're not maybe. getting you're not getting much offensive production from either of them and yeah. defensively they're like the exact opposite yeah. Looking at their baseball savant, like uh, Herrera's in the 80th percentile for caught, or caught stealing above average and 80, 78th for pop time, but 
48th in blocks above average, 22nd in framing. So like, and those are the they, went, things, they went got the opposite. And those are the things that are important right now for yeah. a pitching staff that's struggling, especially yeah. when you talk about like, you know, I, I don't know, some of these shorter outings where really they get extended by a couple of bad calls not yes. going the Diamondbacks way. And I mean, it's, it's something you could absolutely blame the umpire for, but you could also maybe blame the catcher for ah, not doing a better, better job about that, framing. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Oops. it'll be interesting to see a different, you know, it, 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 it's, you don't always expect to get like a new face in the fold at this time of the year. So that's yeah. fine. Well, <laughs> and the Diamondbacks continue to evolve. You cannot say, yeah, like, yes, of course, they did not get some of their big targets. We've had a lot of disappointment when it comes to like targets that they are, you know, trying to acquire. But uh, I've also said, like, for instance, with the Lucas Giolito thing, they might have dodged a bullet in not picking him up. I mean, it might have been a bigger disappointment to bring on a guy that you oh, thought yeah. could be the savior for your pitching staff that gives up nine earned runs. Absolutely. In three innings, so. um, the Mariners are winning seven to one. Let's go. We all saw it. Can I just say shout out Jesse for this reporting that he, he's doing right now? I mean, now? if you're not following Jesse on Freeman on Twitter, what are you doing? Unbelievable. Guy tweeted out like five breaking things in a row, just back to back to back. He's just, a dog. Yeah, he's, he's a dog. He's a dog. He's different. Follow Jesse and Freeman on Twitter. What did I miss something else? Oh, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if I missed something else because um, he's still there doing work uh, and they're going to actually talk to Nick Ahmed. So Jesse won't be able to join us, but I think that's a fairly important conversation to have. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm sure we'll have some content for you from that. I'm a, I'm a little surprised by that, but at the same time too, I think based on the fact that this, uh, you know, that, that, Nick has been with this team for as long as he has. Yeah. So I think a kind of an exit kind of media appearance is uh, is warranted, but just it feels very fresh. Like I, I don't know if I'd want to talk to the media after being DFA'd by the team I've been with for you know. This yeah, long. but Nick Nick seems like the kind of guy where it's like he has an appreciation for the city and all the media people and all that, so he feels like he owes it to them. Like he seems like he's that kind of athlete. Yeah. Well, this is crazy, but of course we will keep you updated. Uh, and again, we will be back here uh, at 1 p.m. tomorrow with all sorts of uh, probably new information for you yeah, in regards to a lot to talk about with uh, all of these moves being made. And uh, we will have a preview for you on that Cubs series. But make sure in the meantime, if you especially live here in the Valley, that you get yourself a premium pair of polarized sunglasses from our friends at Shady Rays. Uh, they are an independent sunglass company, and of course. They not only make a world-class product, but they have a world-class lost and broken replacement plan. I don't even know if it's world-class. It might be absolutely insane. I don't know how any company can offer something like this, uh, but they do, and it's crazy. What's going on now? You seeing what Lowe's Dodgers? Well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I could not. Oh, no. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh, something Alec Thomas, future Dodger, ban yeah. him. Ban him from the chat yeah. forever. Ban him and gross. Uh. No, I'm just joking. You don't really need to ban him, but... All right, he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. Sorry. <laughs> See ya. All right, you can't come in here. Like, we're riding on such a high guys. right now. We're not doing that right now. But anyway, uh, get your pair. Of, see, when you throw shade like that, you need to have a premium pair of solar uh, sunglasses. Uh, also, lost and broken replacement plan. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, uh, they have your back long after you purchase. Uh, they will send you out a brand new pair, no questions asked. You what can people? shop their entire lo uh, collection at their location at Kierlin Commons. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days, whether you get them online or at the Kierland Commons location. There's no risk when you shop. Uh, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200 
and 50,000 people. Uh, and last but not least, shout out to Four Peaks. Shout out. Four Peaks, not only did they have our wonderful uh, last takeover event of the year at their draft room at Chase Field, but it is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, of course, make sure to follow everything they have going on at fourpeaks.com slash events to stay up to date on everything Four Peaks. And if you're visiting Chase Field, make sure to check out the draft room. They have a huge variety of Four Peaks beer. All of your favorites are there. Uh, and they have a wide variety of food to try out, too. So make sure to try that out. Uh, I had the... Uh, big Bavarian pretzels yesterday. Oh my god, dude! I swear on my life, incredible! I swear on my life, I was about to interrupt your ad read, your, the, the Shady Rays ad read, to tell you that I wanted pretzels. Swear to God, I swear to God. We're we're connected. This is weird. Um, we should we can go to the. I don't think they're open anymore, but there's the, they'll, they'll come back in town. We'll go to the draft room. We'll have uh, Bavarian mm. pretzels. But oh yeah, uh, we'll also have my favorite beer, which is Wild Joy Bus. Uh, I hope you guys are all drinking your favorite beer as well. But check out Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub uh, on social media to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Uh, well, we thank you guys again. Big shout out for all of the excitement going on today in the chat. Big shout out to Jesse for being an absolute beast out yeah. there and getting us all this information. Is it up? Uh, we will definitely, like I said, have more on these developing stories tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, keep it locked right here to PHNX. My name is Derek Monti. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, cat underscore caveman with a K. This is Sean DePaz. He is at Sean underscore DePaz. The maniac behind the Mac is Damon. We are Damon's dogs. <laughs> And Damon is at Damon Dog, D-A-W-G. Uh, Jesse, of course, the, the true G here is at uh, Jesse and Friedman. But our the show's at PHNX G. underscore D-backs. And all the roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, we thank you guys again so much for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you call up your number one prospect. Let's go.